chapter 8, verse 31. If you're here today, understand that God orchestrated your being here today. I watch, um, so let me share with you as we're turning the scriptures, I watch every Sunday how our attendance is. And I feel like um, most folks that is a part of this church, um, we kind of tend to weigh when we should come because we know the space is limited. And so I watch each Sunday how God kind of shuffled the crowd. And I'm laughing all the time. So if you look around all the time, you'll see that we, we, yeah, we have a core of people that's always here. But then we just, God just kind of shuffled it around. And so whoever is here, whenever you're here, you're supposed to be here. That's all I can tell you. And if you're supposed to be here, it means what you're hearing today, God wanted you to hear that. Because why would he have you come this Sunday and not some other Sunday? It means God knows who's going to come way ahead of time. And so he tells me what to preach. And poor old me, I don't know why. He just said, this is what you preach. And I'm like, okay, Lord. And, and I just preach what he tell me to preach. But he knows who's going to be here on what day and, 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 and what he wants them to hear. And so I thank God for that. So God is going to speak to your heart today. And I pray by faith you will respond to God's word today because it's a word from the Lord and God wanted you to know something today that you will never be the same. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. John chapter 8, verse number 31. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord says, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou? He shall be made free. Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committed sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abided not in the house forever, but the son abided ever. If the son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free Indeed, Jesus, you are the great God and master of everything. You're all knowing. You're all present. You're all powerful. And Lord, there is nothing too hard for you. You know the heart and the intent of every one of us that dwell in this earth, out of this earth, wherever we dwell. You know the intent of our heart. You know our heart. God, we trust you to do just what is right for us. And so today we humble ourselves and we surrender and submit our will to you. Jesus, we ask that you forgive us and we ask that you will deliver us. 
And we ask that you will save us. And we ask that you will shape us and mold us into what you have called us to be, Lord God, and designed us to be. I pray the supernatural power from heaven will sweep over us and move upon us in a miraculous way that we will never ever be the same again. I pray, Almighty God, that you will open up our understanding to receive clarity in the Word of God. Will you impart wisdom to us that, Lord, we will know how to apply the Word of God. Now, Lord, I ask one more thing, and that is for signs and wonders and miracles and demonstration by the Spirit to take place in this service today that none of us will walk out of here without a touch from you, without an encounter with you, without, Lord God, being moved and spoken to. I pray, God, for every heart to be touched by the hand of God, that their heart will be open unto you and that they will receive your word with gladness. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we're asking, not according to our will, but we're asking, oh God, according to the will of God. We're asking, Almighty God, because we want to please you. We're asking, Almighty God, because we want to truly be who we're supposed to be. So we ask today, all of these things, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, can the church of the living God give the Lord some praise and thanksgiving. And the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Come on, open up your mouth and let out your voice and lift the name of Jesus on high. Open up your mouth and shout unto Him. I believe today if you will praise the Lord with faith, I believe today if you will listen to the Word of God with faith, your life will never be the same again. You will have new vision and you will never be the same again. Come on, let's clap our hands unto the Lord. Glory be to God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, let your heart be stirred today. Come on, let your spirit get right today. Come on, prepare yourself to receive from heaven. For God is here and ready to do something amazing, something miraculous in your life. You're never going to be the same again. You're never going to be the same again. You're going to leave this place different. You're going to leave this place totally different. You will never be the same because Jesus has called you to this place for such a time as this. You may be seated. I've entitled this message today, Born to be Free. Born to be Free. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, I'm born to be free. Today, if you live in the United States of America, the Constitution states that you have the following freedoms. You have freedom to practice religion. You have freedom of expression, and in that freedom of expression, there's subtitles which come under freedom of expression. And those subtitles for freedom of expression is freedom of speech, 
freedom of free press. Freedom to assemble yourselves. Freedom to petition. Freedom of speech and exceptions. More freedom of our Constitution are freedom to bear arms. Sexual freedom. Equal protection freedom. Right to vote freedom. Right to parent your children freedom. Right to privacy freedom. Right to married freedom. And right of self-defense freedom. Our Constitution has stated the freedom that we have as we live in this great country, the greatest country in the world, the United States of America. Brethren, people can have constitutional freedom to its fullest extent and still be in bondage. We say this is the land of the free and the home of the brave and we have great constitution that prove that we have freedom. But I'm here to tell you this morning, we can have freedom and still be in bondage. There are plenty of different bondages that we can be in. But the first bondage I want to point out to you is, it's amazing how the first freedom we have was the freedom of religion. And that's one of the bondages that we're in. We're, 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 we're in religious bondage. Some of us are. And so, for that, we feel like, oh, we have the right to practice our religion, and so we practice religion, and we think, okay, we're free, and, and because we are able to practice our religion in some places, they don't have the right, the freedom to practice their religion, so they're not free, but we're free. But unfortunately, we don't realize that we are, some of us are in religious bondage. We're in religious bondage. We're also in what we call the bondage of serving our own passions. We're also in the bondage of sin. When you're in religious bondage, you are being ruled by rituals and do's and don'ts. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you something? Digress just a little bit, even though I'm gonna, I'm on topic here. Many people today have concluded that religion don't make a lot of sense to them. Mm -hmm. In their mind, What's the sense of following a religion that really don't add up, don't make sense? And they believe that those who choose to practice religion, they're weird. Because what's wrong with them? Why are they following something that really just doesn't make sense? Let me say this. Some of the explanation religious people give as to what their religion is about 
It is nonsense. And so I understand why there's some people saying, I'm not following religion. Because I've asked questions and you all say some foolish things. And I'm like, that doesn't add up and that doesn't make sense. So why would I follow such a thing? And then what we try to back it up and say is, well, you just have to believe. Huh. You just have to believe. Listen, we can choose to believe whatever we want. Oh, don't get quiet on me now. We can choose to believe whatsoever we want. We can believe lies. We can believe things that's not truth. We can believe things that's not legit or, or not accurate or not correct. We can believe whatever we want. So believing don't excuse why we should do something. And so if we have a religion that we're practicing and it doesn't make sense, and all we can tell people is, you just have to believe, then I would be skeptical like them too. But there's a lot of people that's not coming into the church because so much religion has has impacted their life, and they're like, that doesn't make sense, that didn't add up, and why they do this, and why they do that, and it doesn't make sense. Now, don't get me wrong. Yes, it's hard sometimes for people to have understanding of spiritual things when they're completely carnal. I get that. But a lot of religion, people are just doing things that's just not adding up. And those are the people that are in religious bondage. Remember, I told you, I spoke to a person that's serving in a religion, and and I asked her, how do you get to heaven? She said, there's a string from, from earth to heaven, and it's so thin, it's like a hair that God allow you to walk on to get to heaven. And that religion is one of the most, I don't know, it, 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 it's, it's, it's growing rapidly. It's one of the biggest religion, and they believe to get to heaven, it's a string from earth to heaven, and you walk on the string and get to heaven. Why would people want to come to church? Because they're hearing so many things that in their mind, they just make it easy for themselves and say, it's all nonsense. So they don't show up, they don't go to church because in their mind, it's all nonsense. But I'm here to tell you that are here today, I am confident that those of us who knows who Jesus Christ is and follow him, I can tell you today, we can explain his word, we can explain who he is to you, and it's going to make sense, you're going to understand it. Because hear this, what God did when he created, he created the whole world and created the operation of the world, and he says, look at how my world operates. Now when I establish spirituality, it's going to mimic the world. So if you understand how the world works, you should have some understanding of how the spiritual realm works. Study our world and see how it operates and tell me you don't understand it. So if you understand how the world operates, give you, give you a really easy one. The Lord says, if you sow corn, you're going to reap corn. Is that true? Yes. If you plant an apple seed, what are you going to get? Apple tree. So he showed us that. And so now he says, now spiritually understand me now. If you sow spiritual things, you got to reap. 
Does that make sense to you? But you have to understand the true God that created. You have to come to know him because when you come to know him, you will understand that this stuff is right, baby. This stuff is legit. This stuff is truthful because almighty God didn't want to confuse you. He wanted to make this simple so you can know him, so you can understand who he is. We can't let religion bind us up. We can't let religion keep us in captive because it doesn't make sense. But there are some people that are in bondage because of religion. They're practicing religion. They're not practicing uh, trying to know who the true and living God is. They're practicing religion. There's also the bondage of serving our own passions. Now, this is the one that's killing us right now. We tell ourselves that I don't see what's wrong with this. And I don't see what's wrong with that. And we begin to do our own thing and, and, and say, God want me to be happy. That's how we explain being in bondage of our own passions. We say, God wants me to be happy. Can I ask you a question? As you practice what you like to do, your own passions, did you ever check with God and say, God, is this okay with you? Or did you just do it and say, God want me to be happy? Because here's the, here's the, here's the truth. You don't know what makes you happy. God knows what makes you happy. You don't know what makes you happy. Because how many times do we engage in doing something and it wasn't for but a good while afterwards that we realize, eh, why did I do that? But we started out thinking it was the right thing. We started out doing it because it seemed like it made sense and we got a little bit of pleasure out of it. And later on down the line we said, oh no, why did I do that? So you can't make you happy. But the one that designed you, the one that created you, the one that made you knows how to make you happy. So when we decide that we're going to serve God or we're going to follow our own passions and say, God want me to be happy, then what we're essentially doing is just doing our own thing and God is not in it. We're just looking for an excuse to keep doing what we're doing. Being in bondage. Of our own passions. Some of us. There's another group of folks. Some of us. While we. Are not like the ones that follow their passions. We live our life. Disciplined. I'm disciplined. <laughs> yeah. I don't follow those, those people, they just out of control. Those ones that, that they're always trying to, you know, do what they want and following their own passions. Yeah, I'm not like that. I know how to control myself. <laughs> well, what do you base how you control yourself from or on? Well, where did you get your principles of how you control yourself? 
Because there are people that are in bondage of their own principles. Because they establish what they believe is how they should live their life. I believe this is the way you should live. I believe that's the way you should live. And so now you're living your life on your principles. You're in bondage too. And so John chapter 8 verse 33, the word of the Lord says, they answered him, we be Abraham's seed and were never in bondage to any man. How says thou, ye shall be made free. I love this. I love it when Jesus told them <laughs> they need to be free. And they're like, oh, what are you talking about, Jesus? Hmm. Verse 34, Jesus answered them, verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever committed. That word committed mean continue in sin. Is the servant of sin. When you see the Bible says you are a servant of something, it means you are a slave to something. So whatever you are a servant of, you become a slave to it. And when you are a slave to anything, it means you have no power or control in the matter. It means you have to do whatever that master wants you to do. If sin is your master, if sin is the one controlling you, there's nothing you can do about it because you can't do nothing with the master. So we say, if the Bible says we are servants to sin, it means that sin is in control of us. Sin is the shot caller. You think you're the shot caller in how you're living. No, no, no. You are in control of something or somebody. And today God has sent me here to tell you, you are in bondage of something. If God has not entered in your life and has worked in your life to make you free, you are in bondage of something. And today God has brought you here to deliver you from that bondage, to set you free from that bondage. It is not the will of God that anything control you. They didn't create you. They didn't establish you. They didn't put breath in your body. And so why should anything control you? Nothing should control you. As a matter of fact, just to throw it in, when God created us, he saw that everything was good. And you know what he said after that? Be fruitful, be multiply, and have dominion. So what God says, it's like, it's like this. God establishes everything and says, it's yours. Run it. And today, we are in bondage of the thing that God gave us and put us over. He put us over the entire earth, and now the earth controls us. Or the material, or, or the substance of the earth is controlling us. When God, from the very beginning, says, I created it for you. You run it. You rule it. You are, you are an offspring of mine, so you run everything. You have authority to do all of that. And today, it's all controlling us. The Jews thought that Jesus' words about them needing freedom devalued their ancestry and unique position with God. So they gave Jesus a little history lesson. They said, we are Abraham's descendant, Jesus, and have never been slave to anyone. How can you say that we need to be free? I love that. Because that's probably how you're probably listening to me this morning. What is he talking about? I'm not in no slave. I'm not in no bondage. Well, you're doing what they did. 
over 2,000 years ago when Jesus told them they were, they need to be set free. They said to Jesus, we're not in no slavery. We're not in any bondage. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about, Jesus? We need to be free. Look at us. Look how we move along. Look how, look how we, do we look like we're in slavery, Jesus? As a matter of fact, they probably was thinking, listen, back in the day, we were slaves in Egypt. You know, the Assyrian had us. Babylon had us. Yeah, our ancestors were slaves back then. They were in slavery. But Jesus, look around. Do you see us in bondage? Do you see anybody controlling us, Jesus? So why are you talking about we in bondage? Oh, that's how they were doing it. And so we're probably doing it right now as I'm speaking. You see anything wrong with me? Don't you see my life is fine? Don't you see like I'm getting along? I have what I need? What are you talking about? I'm in bondage. We're repeating what they did over 2,000 years ago. We're repeating it because we think we're not in bondage. We think we're okay and we don't need no deliverance. We're all good. Because we don't have no slave master over us beating us. We don't have no slave master controlling us and telling us we can only live here and live there and controlling us. So we think that, nah, we, 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 we good. We're not in slavery. We're not in slavery. But there's a reason why God wanted me to preach to you today, born to be free. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why he wanted me to preach that. Because... Nothing new under the sun. Nothing new under the sun. And so we just keep on repeating some things. Brother Kellerman, when you were teaching Sunday school this morning, I, I think you need to walk with a recording just, 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 just emanating from you by saying, Brother, Brother Kellerman said this in Sunday school. And millennial, listen to this. Everybody can listen because I'm saying it, but millennial for the most part. Brother Kellerman said when he was growing up, he watches older brother get a lot of beatings. Guess what he said? So I knew I wasn't going to get all those beatings. So he knew what to do differently from his older brother. So he didn't get whooped all the time. Now that's common practical, but we don't practice that. Our world don't practice that by looking and saying, I see how you slipped up right there. I see how you slipped up right there. And that won't happen to me because I'm not going to do that. We don't practice that. As a matter of fact, I remember in my time growing up, you know, uh, w- when I was a young man in, in, in the 80s and 90s, drug dealing was hot. Y'all don't like when I go down here? I, I, I'm just telling y'all. So hustling was, I mean, it was the thing, right? And the, the, the funniest thing that always occur is that when somebody get busted, right? They say, yo, you heard so-and-so got bust? Yeah, I heard but he was stupid anyway, man, because he was letting them run his drug. They were letting him run the drug. That's, the, that's what we always said. Guess what? The same person that said he was stupid because he was letting so-and-so do it. Two weeks later, he get busted. I used to watch that all. I'm like, what, what's wrong with us? So you get busted and you talking about, yeah, he was just dumb. Okay. So when you get busted, what was you? Exactly. So we, for some reason, Brother Kelly, we have a hard time learning from others the right way. We see people and we can use them as example for positive and negative example. If they do something great and it worked, let's do it. If they do something bad and it didn't work, let's not do that. But for some reason, we, we, we just keep repeating the same old things. 
and expect for different results. And so right here, Jesus is telling these folks, you're in bondage. You need to be free. And all they can think about is the natural. We're not in slavery. What are you talking about? We don't have any slave masters driving us around here. We good, Jesus. When Jesus say that we are in bondage, he is talking about the bondage of sin. Serving in a false religion is sin. Serving to, to, to please your passions is sin. Serving to, 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 to please yourself, is, it's a sin. And serving sin is sin. Easy example or meaning of sin. What's a good example of sin? It's, I, I can give you, um, um, you know, the real biblical stuff that's deep, but I'm just going to make it easy for you today. What is sin? Sin is an offense relating to God. Committing an offense against Almighty God. Let's just go with that. How about that? Sin is committing an offense against Almighty God. Sin is committing an offense against Almighty God. If you treat somebody wrong, you commit offense against God. Uh huh. If you treat somebody wrong, you think that you just did them wrong. No. God says that you must love your neighbor as yourself. So when you don't love them, you are telling him, I don't care about what your words say, Lord. That's an offense against God. But we want to think that, oh, this ain't got nothing to do with God. No. Everything we do that goes against what God said we should do or God said we shouldn't do, it's an offense to Him, which means we have sinned. So sin is committing an offense against God. Uh huh. Everyone who sins, sin control you. Uh huh. The scripture even went in and says, a slave has no permanent place in the family. When a slave is serving you, <laughs> God help us. When a slave is serving you and you feel like you're not doing a good job, I don't like how you're serving. You mean, you don't treat the family good. As the master, you got the right to say, get out. Uh-huh. So that's why as a servant to sin, sin have the final word in our life. The Bible says when sin is finished, it brings forth So that master that's called sin is not going to keep you forever. That master called sin is going to work you as much as it can. And when it's done with you, you will be totally useless and done and have no use for anybody. And you won't be in the house with God. Sin is not a good master. Uh -uh. It, it, It can only destroy you. The word of God says sin The wages of sin is death. 
And so when sin is in control of your life, it's going to just destroy you, kick you to the curb, and you're useless, and you lose out on everything. But if you become a son of God, a child of God, you remain in the house of God forever. Because in order to be a child of God, in order to be a son of God, you got to live according to his house rules. When you decide that I want to be a child of God, I want to be a son of God, God take you in. When you, once you decide that you want to do that and, and you do what it takes to now live a life that's right and pleasing to God, now you don't have the option of doing whatever you want. you got to obey the house rules of God. Uh-huh. So let me take you down this way. If the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Mm-hmm. Let me say this. Satan is the master counterfeiter. And let me just slip this into you. He can make you think that you're free when you're not. Satan can make you think you're free. You can listen to me today and say, ah, that really wasn't for me because blah, 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 blah. And I'm here to tell you, he might be just manipulating you so good that you think you're okay when you are really not because he's the master counterfeiter. He's the master manipulator. And he's the master because he's been here long before you came on the scene. So he knows how to manipulate. He knows how to deceive. He knows how to be a counterfeit. So you might want to ask yourself, are you really okay, free, or have you been deceived? And the master counterfeiter is working on the back end, making you think you're okay when you're not. Mm-hmm. Because the only one that can make you free is the son of the living God, Jesus Christ, the almighty God. God manifest in flesh. God manifest in flesh. He can make you free of guilt. The almighty God that manifests himself in flesh. Listen, if God can manifest himself from being invisible to becoming visible, and doing it legitimately according to science. If God can do that. If God can manifest himself to a visible man. Jesus Christ. And walk this earth. And live in this world. And then give his life freely. For, for our life. And, and, and they crucified him. And he died. And that's, guess what he did. He rose himself from the grave. And then showed himself alive again. And then ascend to heaven. If almighty God can do that. What do you think he cannot do? Because I believe the hardest thing to do and what we all wish we could do is raise ourselves up from death. If we all had the power to say, kill me if you want, I don't 
don't care because if you kill me, I'll just raise myself back up. If we had the power to do that, then what would we fear? If we had the power to do that, we would pose ourselves as unstoppable and invincible. Well, guess what, church? The Son of God, Jesus Christ, Almighty God who was invisible and became visible, He did it. He can do it. And He is the one we need to trust to make us free. Oh, He can make you free? Tony, He can make you free? He can make you free because there's nothing too hard for God. I remember the prophet say, God said to the prophet, can these dry bones live again? And the prophet of God says, uh, why are you asking me? Let me just break down how we talk. Why are you asking me? You know everything. You almighty God. Dry bones. I don't know why the Bible made sure it emphasized dry bones, not moist bones. For those people that like bones, you know the bone is dry. You don't want it no more. The bone got to have some moisture in it for you to mess with it, right? Well, these bones were dry. And, and God said to the prophet, can these dry bones live again? And the prophet says, you know, Lord, you God. I wish we would have that kind of attitude with the Lord. When, when, when things begin to confront us, we need to say, well, God, you know everything. And there's nothing too hard for you. So I'm going to trust that you will work this out. I'm not going to try to do it on my own. I'm not the all-powerful God. But you are. Oh, you can work it out. And I'm going to trust you to do it, Lord. But... We try to do it on our own. Let me just slip that in. The Holy Ghost just gave me that. When you are trying to make things happen on your own, you are in bondage. Just in case you didn't understand what bondage is. I'll give you some more, but 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 that one just came from the Holy Ghost. When you're trying to make things happen on your own, oh, I got to do this. Oh, I got to do that. Oh, I got to do this. Oh, I got to work that out. It means you're in bondage. Whatever you're trying to work out, that thing has you under control. That thing is making you do it. That thing is trying to pull you. It means you're under bondage of that thing. You're quiet now. Good. Because that was the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost wants you to know that when you're trying to make your own way, you're in bondage. The Bible says, Brother Kelly, man, I got good Bible people in here, so I like that. So when I preach to you, you can go look me up because I don't, I don't preach nothing off base. I'm preaching to you the word. The Bible says, take my yoke. When you are working with God and not working on your own, God says, my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. You know what that means? All you got to do is follow me. I carry the load. I carry the weight. You don't have to do anything. But when you're trying to do everything on your own, you're in bondage. And that thing is controlling you. I ain't out of the book. I'm, I'm dead smack in the book. We got to stop trying to, if we're going to be free, we got to stop trying to make it happen. We got to stop trying to make it work. Church, me and so many of us in here, we like to have control in our lives, but you will never make it in Jesus Christ. If you think you're going to get born again and come into the kingdom and decide you're going to control things the way you like to control things, you can't do it. You got to Turn it over to Jesus and let Jesus have the control. Let him have the reins. Just follow him. He will carry the load. He will make it happen. Not you.
can make you free of guilt. He can make you free from your past. He can make you free from self-centeredness. He can make you free from rebelliousness. He can make you free from being a possessive. He can make you free from dysfunctional love. He can make you free from addictive behavior. He can make you free from pain and, and suffering. He can make you free from sickness and diseases. He can make you free from all that enslaves you because He is the Son of God. God manifest in flesh whom the Son set free is truly free indeed. If you're going to be free, you're going to only be free by Jesus. By the power of the hand of God, you can't be free by nothing else. If we don't surrender to Him, we are in bondage. Oh, give God some praise in this place. If you believe God has come today to set you free, you need to give Him some praise. Ain't no need to look next door. Ain't no need to look behind you or in front of you. You need to look up and say, Jesus, here I am today. I'm here to be free. I'm here to be delivered. I'm here to be healed. Don't look anyplace else but to Jesus. When we see the Bible talks about freedom, when the Bible tells us that Jesus will make us free, it's saying Jesus will liberate us from the power and the punishment of sin. Church, I've told you already, sin don't like you. Sin is not a good slave master. Sin will work you over. Sin will overshadow you and control you and just do what it wants with you. And when it's done, you're going to be all alone and away from God and spend eternity in a miserable place. But if you will today get free, you will not give place to sin anymore. God will do something great in your life. So to be free is to be liberated from the power and punishment of sin. To be free is the result of redemption. To be free is the state of calamity and death. To be free from it. So we need to understand that to be free means to be free from all the sins that have control over us. I'm finishing up here. Romans chapter 6 verse 18 says, Being then made free from sin... You became servants of righteousness. So here is, if you want to know Jesus, um, if there's a trick to what I'm preaching today, there is. The trick is, you can never truly be free from anything. That's the trick. You're going to be controlled or be in bondage, be in captivity of something. But the way you're going to experience freedom is when you begin 
to get a life transformation. And, and, and how you live your life become natural to the word of God. When, when the way you live your life becomes a natural way of how you obey the word of God, then you become free. Because what happens now is to pray is not a chore to you because it's just who you are and what you do. You, you see, to, 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 to fast is just something that's just natural to do because you live your life according to the word of God. To worship God, the preacher don't have to say worship him because you love the Lord and you have a relationship with him. So you just worship him even when you're in your car. You worship him when you wake up in the morning. You worship him when the word of God is being preached to you. You are living a life that is consistent with his word. That's when you know you're free. So the Bible says being made free from sin. So for those of us that are still in bondage, just understand what's happening here. These are uh, the, the, the men of God saved people that saying now we're free because they did what it took to be free. Is that now we're free from sin and we are now servants of righteousness. So you, you, you see the key word there, servants, huh? So you, you, you were slave to sin, and now you're slave to righteousness? Uh-huh, uh-huh. That word slave or servant is there to let you know whichever place you're in, being uh, uh, controlled and ruled by, you have no right. A slave don't have no right. A slave can't say what he thinks should be done and what shouldn't be done. If the, if the master don't say, so what do you think? Slave ain't got no choice. Just got to do what the master said. And so if, if, if sin is your master, you don't have no choice. You don't ask how you want the sin to be. The sin tells you how it's going to dominate you. And if you serve righteousness, Jesus Christ, what's going to happen is he will tell you how you serve him and you don't have no choice. So you're going to be a servant, a slave to something, one way or another. The question is today, one way make you free. One way make you free, but all the other ways keep you in bondage. Woo! Romans 6.22 says, but now being made free from sin and became servants to God. Ye have your fruit unto righteousness and the end everlasting life. When we serve the almighty God, the God that is so good to us, <laughs> he says you will be a holy nation. <laughs> he said you will be a peculiar people. He said you will be a royal priesthood and you will have eternal life because I'm just that good. I'm going to be so good to you that even though you are a servant, you won't even think and understand or believe you are a servant when you serve me because I'm carrying the load. Remember what I said? He's carrying the load. So when you serve God, you don't have, you, 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 you can just, the, the reason why that word servant is in there when it's dealing with God is just so you understand you don't have any rights. Don't go telling him what to do. 
Woo, Holy Ghost. Here's the Holy Ghost again. I love when the Holy Ghost slides some things in. The Holy Ghost just told me, when sin was ruling you, you didn't tell sin what to do and where to go. So why are you going to get saved and tell God what? The Holy Ghost is in this house. And I'm telling you, when you cross over from death to life, and you decide that I'm going to give my life to Jesus, and you start walking with Him, you can't be telling Him what to do. He knows what's best for you. Because when you were in sin, you didn't tell sin what to do. Sin told you what to do. Boy, I don't know if I can handle this preaching. I'm, I'm messing my own self up here because the Holy Ghost uh, is something else God is speaking to us. Uh, we do what we want, uh, and really we're not doing it. Uh, it's the sin that's doing it. Uh, it's the devil that's working through us, uh, and we don't fight back, uh, and we don't tell him what to do. Uh, we just absorb it uh, and do whatever he wants us to do. Remember I told you, when I was in the world, we start hitting the clubs. Thursday night was ladies' night. Friday night was just a good night. Saturday night was a good night. And Sunday was with oldies. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I'm in the clubs, I'm in the bars. And so when, sun, when Sunday morning come, ain't no church, Sunday morning come, and my boys roll around the house, yo! That's the, that's the call. I still got the call. Yo! And so when they say, yo, I said, man, I'm, I'm good today. Come on, man, let's go get a case. All right, and I start putting my clothes on. Yeah, and we talking about last night. Well, you know what? We're going to get a case. Well, you know what? We're starting the whole process over again. Why didn't I tell him? Nah, I ain't drinking today. I'm cool. Yeah, that's exactly right. Sin was my master. And so as much as I'm trying to talk about, well, you know, last night I just I got in this morning, you know, about 7. Let me sleep a little bit. No, we just went right into it and kept doing it. So I know what I'm talking about when I say sin control us. And that might have been my sin. That might have been the part that I got control. But you was controlled too by something. It might not be drinking. It could be something else. But everybody, when sin have a hold of you, sin dictate and tell you what to do. And you can't do nothing but to do it. So don't come to the church and give your life to God and then decide, hold on, God, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me do what I need to do. Let me just do my thing, God. Let me just live because I know you want what's best for me. Don't come telling God what you want to tell him because you didn't do that when you were in the world and sin was controlling you. I'm finishing. Jesus can free us from this slavery that keeps us from becoming the person he created us to be. Mm -hmm. He can free us from consequences of sin, from self-deception and, and from Satan. He can show us clearly the way of eternal life. Listen to me. Jesus does not give us freedom to do what we want, but freedom to follow him that we may be all that he created us to be. Jesus did not give us freedom to do what we want, but he gave us freedom to follow him that we may be all that he created us to be. I'll give you original 
uh, writing in the Bible. I'm there. I'm there. Don't leave yet. I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm, I'm there. If you go into Exodus and you read the book of Exodus, I think it's about nine times. Moses went before Pharaoh. And Moses said to Pharaoh, God said, let my people go. He didn't stop there. What did he say? That they may worship me. So here's what we want. We want freedom so we can do what we want. That, that's the conundrum. We want freedom to do what we want to do. So we come, God, life is just, just, just doing me wrong. God, this is going on, that's going on. Can you help me, Lord? Can you deliver me, Lord? And so you want God to give you freedom so you can do what you want. Now here, what's the silly thing about that? You, you ready for this? But you got into that bondage when you did what you wanted. So why should Jesus deliver you and says, okay, now go and do what you want? You're just going to go back to go get yourself in bondage again. Can we see this clearly? That if you go to God to be free and he delivers you and make you free so you can go do what you want, all you're going to do is go back into bondage and it would just be this vicious cycle that's going on. He delivers you, you go do what you want, you get back in bondage. He delivers you, you go do what you want, you get back in bondage. The cycle never ends. So the only way you can really be free is to be delivered and now begin to serve him. <laughs> and you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. Can I tell you this? And ye shall know the truth. The truth is a person. The truth is a person. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth is the person. So let's read this over now that we understand that. And you shall know, yeah, but who's the truth? And you shall know, and, yeah, let's read it again, because y'all slow. If truth is a person, truth is Jesus Let's read that text and taking the word truth out and inserting Jesus because truth is a person. So let's read it now. And ye shall know the... And... That's what the text was really saying, but because we're doing our own thing, we can't even catch all that stuff. And we shall know Jesus. So, so, so here's the secret now. So why aren't a lot of us free? Go back to that, go back to that, go back to that, go back to that, go back to that. Because he can't lie. So there is no way to know him and be in bondage. So we've been in church a long time. We've got a lot of religion in us. We've got all these cliches and stuff that we say. We read our Bibles and we pray. But the truth is, we probably don't know the truth. The truth is we may not know the truth. Because when you know the truth, it's a no-brainer. Follow the truth. 
Obey the truth. Why? Because that's the only way I can really be free is by following the truth, obeying the truth. Because if I know him, I get to understand there's none greater. I get to understand none can do what he do. I get to understand he lift the heavy load and I'm just coming along with my light stuff. Nothing big, no big deal because he does it for me. Oh, all right, here we go. So let me conclude here. And so Galatians 5 and 1, final script, scripture, it says in verse 1, Stand fast, therefore, in liberty, wherewith Christ had made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. You know what yoke means? I don't know if you was a cow herder, goat herder, um, whatever kind of herder, mule herder, whatever it was. But a yoke is something that they put around your neck. And when you have a yoke around you, you are being controlled. And the Bible says, be not entangled again with the yoke. So when you are in bondage, it's like you can't do what you want. You're being controlled. In case you missed all of what I just preached. When, when, you're, when sin is dominating you and controlling you, or you let anything dominate and control, it's like a yoke. You are being controlled all around your neck. Your medallion. <laughs> you know, you know I, I tell my days I grow up in sometimes when I'm preaching. Your medallion. Back in the day. Right, David? Remember back in the day when you was really saying something? You had your nice rope. Y'all don't, somebody, some people, me and David can talk. Got your nice rope and your medallion on your rope. You had a rope and a medallion, a gold rope and a medallion. Please, you were saying something. Come on, man, you know this is true. Man, that's when you stepped out. You stepped out when you had your rope and your medallion. Yes, sir. And if you drove a Maxima, <laughs> y'all don't want to mess with me. Y'all think this preacher just started preaching? Please, I was just out there just like the next man, doing my thing, caught up in the stuff. But I met the truth one day. Yeah, I, met, I met the truth one day. My God. Church, I still don't know how I got to the place where I am today. I'm still scratching my head saying, how does this work? Let, let me let me let me let me say this. Let me go back to a point. I'm done. Let me go back to a point. Remember, I told you a lot of religion, uh, uh, religious people can't explain anything, so it don't make sense. And people are like, ah, that's crazy religion. What I'm telling you about, who I'm telling you about, is all legit and is sensible and is clear. The only thing that's a little bit different is that he don't always show us how he do what he does. But it will make sense what he does and what he tell you to do. You follow what I'm saying? Because when he allowed the children of Israel to cross the Red Sea, the Bible says he parted the sea. Okay, it made sense because what he did was cause winds to blow hard. And so the sea got parted from the hard winds. But the part we don't understand is this. The Bible said they walked across on dry land. I don't know how that worked. I don't know how that worked. I don't know how he made the ground that was the water made it dry. So what they say, we don't know how he make the sausage, but we just know the sausage tastes good when we eat it. 
We don't know the nuances behind. And we will know one day because the Bible says one day we shall be like him. And we will know him for ourselves. And so the bottom line is we might not know every nuance of how he does it. But we know that it makes sense because we can trace why he does it. So I can tell you the whys. I can show you and, and, and lead you to why you need But I can't explain every single thing about how he does it. It's beyond the scenes. And so Christ can make us free. Not free to do whatever we want because that would lead us back into slavery to our own selfish desires. Do you understand that the Lord making you free is making you free so you can serve him? Let me make you feel good real quick about this. If you are a decent parent, do you make your children serve you and serve you in a slave mentality? And you decent. I didn't say you were great. You're decent. And you don't do that to your own children. So now let's look at God and says, if he's the all loving, all caring, you think if he says serve me, you think he's making you serve him hard? No. Nah. As a matter of fact, think about my kids. You tell them a little something. The other day, um, I told Jordan, take the garbage out. Take the garbage outside. Oh, dad, come on. Complain about the garbage. You got PlayStation 100 upstairs. You got this going on. You got that going on. And all I'm asking you take the garbage out. But that's us with God. That's all. That's the reason why I brought it up. Just to show you how God is to us. He takes, he gives us PlayStation 100. He gives us everything we want. Motor scooters. He gives us everything we want. And then he says, I need for you to assemble yourselves on Sundays. I need for you to have prayer meetings. I need for you to do this. And we like, man, God, that's just, you asking a whole lot. Craig, think about that. That's kind of how we doing. He's doing all this good stuff to us. And when we're supposed to do just normal things, we having problems. You in bondage. You in bondage. And so stand with me. God wants you to be free. And so if you will trust him today, he will make you free. We are being kept from who God designed us to be because we're not free. We are being kept from who God designed us to be because we're not free. Do I need to say that again? Or maybe I get some more amen. We are being kept from who God designed us to be because we're not free. Let me spin the question another way. Don't raise your hand. How many people in here can truly say, I know I'm walking in my purpose right now in God. So because you can't say that, you are in bondage. Amen. I know that's a tough pill to swallow. Because when you get free, it means now you are living according to his purpose for your life. And you and you are enjoying it and you are committed to it and you're free in it. More understanding. When Sunday is coming and Sunday morning come, I'm not struggling to wake up. <laughs> it's, it's okay. I'm preaching to you the way God. I'm not struggling to wake up. 
if I struggle to wake up, bondage. You see the difference between freedom and no freedom? Man, y'all don't want to mess with the preacher today. There's a difference. But when, when, when you embrace the things of God, you're free. I'm not thinking about anything. I just know. Just get up. I'm ready. It's Sunday. I know what I do on Sunday. I'm free. Nothing holding me back. Nothing trying to tell me. Well, you know. No. It's Sunday. This is what I do. And I'm free. But when you get up. Man, what I'm going to get out of the closet now. Um, and then I got to iron it. Mm, that ain't going to work. I don't know if I can get my hair done in time. Um, oh, my goodness. That ain't free. That is not free. I'm just sorry to tell you that's not free. When you wake up and it's just, just going with the flow, the routine is just flowing. Because this is what I do. It means I'm free in Christ. I'm free in Christ. I know this is tough preaching. Sister Ray, be a tough preaching. God loves you too much to just let you think you're okay when you're not. I just want to throw that in. Because Sister Ray, I agree with you. This is tough preaching for me. But God loves you too much to just be like, it's okay. And you straying further and further and further away from him. And he's supposed to say, it's okay. You, you want your parent, as a parent, you want to see your kid going astray. And you'd be like, well, he'll be all right. And he going astray? No, you, you, you do something to get him back on track. Amen. That's what God is doing with us. Yeah. He got to get us on track. Yeah. And he says, 2020, there's a lot of things that's going to take place this year, and I need y'all to be in the right position so you can be who you was designed to be. I designed you, and I know what I designed you to be. And I just need you to be in the position where you need to be so I can work in your life, and you can be so blessed beyond measure, and you can experience freedom. We can be free today if we want, but we're going to have to trust God. So listen to me. God is committed to you being free. The question you need to ask yourself, are you committed to God making you free? Are you committed to being free? So here's what I'm going to say as we close here today. I just preach God's word, but I have no power to make you free. When you come to church, if you just come and listen and say good word and you leave, you did not give God a chance to do what he can do in your life, which means now sometimes we put, put it on God like God didn't do, blah, blah, blah. No, give God the chance to work in your life. So the word of God is being preached by the preacher, but it's the power of God's spirit that begins to work in your life and make the changes and make deliverance possible and make salvation possible. And so now it's up to you to yield yourself to God and by faith respond to his word. This should never go by us in church. I don't know what church most of you go to when you don't go to church here. But what I'm going to tell you is any church that don't give you an opportunity to reach out to God for God to work in your life is worthless. 
Because the preacher can't do what needs to be done in your life. Forget that preacher. That preacher is just the vessel that God will work through in preaching the word. Sometimes God will use him to pray the prayers of faith and things will happen in your life. But it's not the preacher that's doing anything. The preacher ain't got nothing. Nothing. It's Jesus that worked the work that needs to be done in our life. So we should never leave where God gives you an opportunity to begin to worship him, to begin to pray and ask him to work in your life. So for the next few moments before we get out of here, I'm going to ask some of you may want to come to the front. That's what we call in our jargon, altar call. But you should never leave here without sincerely talking to God, lifting your hands to him. Forget about your neighbor. Forget about them. One thing I've learned about God, the sincere heart that make themselves available to God, God work in their life. And the ones that want to worry about what everybody else think about them, you always find yourself in the back talking about everybody else. You you, you can can sit around and talk about everybody else, what they're doing, or you can say, listen, man, I can't talk to you right now. Let God touch you because I'm going to sure enough let God touch me. And this is the opportunity now that we need to take and say, God, will you touch my life? You know what you're bound with. Some people are bound by fear. You're afraid of your past and you're afraid of the future. Some people are bound by so many different things. And you're saying, you don't understand, preacher. I just told you how bad and awesome and how miraculous God is. And whatever you need God to do here today, there is nothing too hard for God. And so I implore you to not leave here today without taking a few moments to talk to God, lifting your hands and say, God, I heard your word. I know you're real and I need you to help me because I need to be delivered. I don't need to know what you need to be delivered from, but I know God can deliver you from whatever it is that you need to deliver from. So how about we lift our hands together? Lift your hands with me all over this building. And I want you in your heart of hearts to begin to talk to the Lord and, 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 and ask God to forgive you of your sins. Say, God, will you forgive me of my sin? Because if sin is offending you, then I've done a lot of things that offended you. And so today, Lord, in this place, I lift my hands and I surrender. I, 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 I confess my sins today that I have offended you with so much of my actions. I have offended you. I have offended you, God. And I ask that you will forgive me of my offense towards you, Lord God. Forgive me, Lord God, for doing wrong in your sight. Because today, Lord, I believe the word of God. I understand the word of God. And I am asking that you will make me free. Make me free that I can be who you designed me to be. For God, I know I am not walking completely in my purpose. But today, I'm asking that you will move in my life and remove the things that hold me captive. And remove the thing that's controlled my life. Remove the thing that rule over me. That Lord, I can be free. And Lord, now that I understand, I don't want to be free to do my own thing. But I want to be free, God, so I can become who you designed me to be. For I know that's truly where happiness is. When I become the child of God.
God. When I begin to walk in my purpose, that's when I will experience true happiness. That's when I will realize I am really free. That's when I will know that you, oh God, are real. And when I know you are real and understand who you are, I will be able to be completely free. Somebody hear me today. Somebody has hurt you. Somebody did something to you. Somebody said things about you. And those things have held you captive. Those things have bound you. And every time you see the individual, something happens in your soul. And you're not free. But I'm here to tell you today, God is here. And He wants to make you free. He's going to make you so free that what those people did to you, what that person did to you, what that person said about you, you're going to be so free that it's not going to matter anymore. Your behavior will be changed. Oh, the way you see them will be changed because you are being delivered today, because you're being set free today. Will somebody hear my voice today and respond to the word of the Almighty God? Let God touch you in a special way. Let God touch you in a miraculous way. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, I pray by the authority of the word and the power of your name and the Spirit of God that, Lord, there will be complete deliverance here today. Oh, God, touch your child and set him free that he will be free indeed in the name of Jesus Christ. Only you can make him free. Now, God, I pray that you will impart into his mind what you want him to do in the name of Jesus Christ, the way you want him to live in the name of Jesus Christ. Impart to him now, Lord, the will of God for his life in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, touch your child. By the authority of the word of God, I command these invisible chains to set you free. I have authority because I stand in the stead of the almighty God who is Jesus Christ. And I command by the name of Jesus for the invisible chains to begin to loose you and set you free. That you will be free indeed from this moment on. Your life is never going to be the same again. God is beginning to speak to your heart. The things that God has spoken to you a long time ago, He's going to bring it back to your remembrance. He's going to begin to remind you of some of the things that He said to you a long time ago. When you were a little girl, God spoke to you and you forgot about it. But He has brought you here today to tell you, remember, remember, I had my hand upon you even when you were a little girl. I protected you from worse things that could have happened to you. And now I brought you into this place because your day has come. Salvation has come. And today you will be free indeed. For who the Son sets free is truly free indeed. I command it in the name of Jesus. Today is a new day. Today is the day of salvation. In the name of Jesus Christ. Iorobosatara rabasata yaradabaha. Ikata yorobosotorobo. 
Hear me, hear my voice 